Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. I love this effect. If you love dub music, then you have to love this effect. This is a really rad effect, and it's probably going to drive you nuts really, really quickly. So I'll turn it off in just a moment. However, I just want everyone to acknowledge how awesome this moment is. And enjoy some dumb music. All right? Lee Scratch Perry just released a record with Mr. Green. If you are not familiar with Mr. Green, Mr. Green did a series called uh, Music from the Streets or Beats from the Streets. Anyway, he would record songs uh, from sounds on the streets, and then he would like he would complete them. He would make them complete tracks, uh, and it was just a really creative process. Anyway, he got with Lee Scratch Perry, who is potentially, probably, one of the most creative minds in all of reggae music. And so I think that's really cool. The fact that that exists is very, very special. And it came out on Tough Kong Records this year. All right. So let me get rid of this effect. Hold on just a second. And we're back to this part of the show. Thank you very much for checking out the Woke and Bake podcast. Today, I had the opportunity to call uh, a buddy of mine. I'll call him a buddy. We're getting to know each other. It's cool. It's like we're bonding. Alaska Red, the winner of the uh, Anchorage Press Hip Hop Artist of the Year. He's won it multiple times. Very, very cool cat. He is multi-talented producer, promoter, artist. Just a very, very cool guy. And he's cranking it up this year. He's getting into some really, really productive uh, peaks, and I'm excited to see where this year takes him as a fan, as someone who supports his music. I'm extra excited to see uh, what all he has lined up. As a DJ, I'm really excited for Freestyle Friday because I get to jack some of these freestyles off of the internet and throw them on my Mixcloud page and see what happens. See, I don't know, we'll play a game of who rocked it better, the original artist or your favorite, uh, your favorite ginger Alaskan MC out of Fairbanks, getting very specific there, uh, to rock over whatever beat it is. Now, I've told him on the phone I would like to hear him rock over Invincible from Capone and Noriega. It's one of my favorite beats of all time. I think that is like key point DJ Premier. When you think about DJ Premier at the end of the 90s, early 2000, that's one of those songs that you really have to think about. He just nails it in every part of the song. All right, so with that being said, some of the things that we discuss include uh, three best records from Alaskan hip-hop artists this year, three best records from uh, hip-hop artists in the United States. We talk about new artists that we're checking for to include uh, Daniel Sun and uh, YNB Corday. Just listen to the podcast. It was a lot of fun over the phone because we get to, and got to bounce some thoughts uh, off my friend and find out why he's doing the things that he's doing. Anyway, uh, I shouldn't say friend. That's kind of unprofessional. Ladies and gentlemen, Alaska Red is a very talented artist, and you'll notice when you talk to him, uh, when you listen to his music, when you listen to the interview, there's a lot of thought into what it is that he's doing. All right, so supporter time, Iron Asylum, located on KB Road, behind Save You More. They've actually just uh, gotten the new equipment in. They've gotten some very, very cool equipment from Arsenal Strength. They've got this leg press thing that looks like a catapult or perhaps maybe more of a trebuchet or some such thing. I think that's the word. I think that's how you say it. My wife corrected me. Apparently it's trebuchet or something of that nature. Anyway, they got all the new equipment, and if you want to get your uh, your your filthy mitts on some of this equipment, get your sweet ass down to Iron Asylum, because going on from now, you only got a couple days left. From now until the 1st of December, 
there is the PFD special, which means you sign up for one year, $500. That's like two plus months free, and they just got all that new equipment. So if you've been thinking about getting your sweet ass back to the gym, don't worry about waiting until New Year to answer your, your resolutions. That's silly. Just, just fucking do it. You'll feel better about it, I promise. Just get your goal accomplished or take the steps towards it and you'll feel a lot better. Make those active steps. Don't wait till New Year's. Just fucking do it. All right. I need to practice what I preach a little bit better. I still like shitty food. We'll get over it. Just working to eat less shitty food on a less regular basis. All right. That being said, you want good food. I recommend this next supporter, the Schnitzel Bomber. Rated 5 out of 5 on Facebook the last time I checked. I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I can't really tell you. Um, but the last time I looked there, 5 out of 5. And one of the cool things about the Schnitzel Bomber is I've worked out a special rad-ass deal with them. Now, for $10, you will get whatever their special is in a more human-sized platform. You can go there and say, hey, I want the $10 Woken Bait special. And you will get whatever their special is shrunken for a regular person. There you go. You don't have to share with anyone. See, if I get the full-size special, I've got to share it with my wife, I've got to share it with my kids, da-da-da-da-da. No, I just want this for me. However, if it's date night, ladies, gents, others, I got you covered there too. All right, so get your sweet ass down to the Schnitzel Bomber, mention the podcast, mention Woken Baked, and then you mention that you want the regular-sized special, they will throw in a bread pudding for you. So there you go, you got date night covered. You You got your main dish, you got a dessert. It's gonna, and you guys are gonna go to bed, or gals, or others. You're just gonna go to bed. You'll sleep like angels, or he, whatever you want to sleep like. That's how you'll sleep. All right, you'll sleep well, or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how you sleep, but you will. You will get to. This is melatonin food. All right, it will knock you out. Now you can also tell him you want the Sunday, and that's cool. That's a, that's a cool. It's mashed potatoes. That's cabbage. That's gravy, and that's cheese. <sighs> Like flame thrown, it's awesome. All right, so there you go. Two specials via the Woken Bake that you're not getting anywhere else. This is really, really rad. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to share that with you. All right, other supporters include Red Run Cannabis Company, makers of fine oils and edibles, the retailers of such fine products as Fireweed Extracts. Fireweed Extracts, let me say that again. Alaska Bloom up in Fine Fawn Fairbank. Shout out to Adam Hoover and Bub. Also, Lady Grey Medibles. You've got tinctures that are sativa. You've got tinctures that are indica. You've got the fine. If you get a coffee that you spend $7 on, you can afford a, a really nice uh, THC infused cookie. If, if you're willing to spend that kind of money on a cup of coffee, you can spend that much on a really good cookie made from fine ingredients. And that's what Lady Grey is made of. They are made uh, from fine, fine ingredients from some very fine human beings. All right. Shout out to the ladies over at Lady Grey. All right. Uh, Red Run also carries cartridges. They carry romance jellies. They are the makers of Hashade which is one of the finest edibles in the state of Alaska. I will say that, all right? It is lemonade. You can do whatever it is that you want to do with. Whatever you do with lemonade, you can do it with this. Some some folks uh, throw it in um, uh, an ice tray, make themselves some, some really, I don't know, infused ice cubes. But, you know, whatever. You are uh, you are a grown-up. You are over the age of 21. You figure out what it is that you want to do with your hash rate because otherwise you have no way of getting your hands on hash rate. 
gotta, you gotta go. Gotta go to Red Run, too. It's like the Nike town of Hashade. If you wanna know what's coming up next and what products we're gonna have rolling out, they're gonna have rolling out, shoot, drop a line. Be sure to check them out on Instagram. Be sure to check them out on Weed Maps and be sure to check them out online at redruncannabiscompany.com. The warning for that uh, for Red Run Cannabis Company and their products will come at the end of the podcast. So don't worry, we're including it so everyone knows what's what. Also, last but certainly not the least, it is your home to get your hands on what is the last of the smiling Unabomber t-shirts. All right, they've got them medium through extra large. They've only got a few left uh, in, in each size. They're running out, they're running low, but you can get in there. And if you mention the podcast, get it for 15 bucks. Boom. Booyah shaka. Or if you hit me in the DMs, uh, I, will, uh, I will find a way to get you one. All right, so 5150 Vapes located in Soldotna across the street from Soldotna Creek Park. They are your home for all of the cool stuff in the world of vaping. If you are looking for a cool flavor juice, they've got it. You want some blueberry muffin stuff? I'm fairly certain they've got some blueberry. They'll ask you what kind of blueberry muffin stuff you want. You want it with nuts or without nuts? Do you want it with whipped cream on top? What? How do you want your blueberry muffin? And that's how you'll get your vape flavor juice, all right? Also, be leery of Mitt Romney. Be leery of anyone who says they're there to protect the children from products that they're eventually going to grow up to be able to use. Because all those kids are going to do is just get pissed off that you use them to take away their choices later on in life. Thanks, Mitt Romney. All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my friend and yours, Alaska Red. All right, good afternoon, good morning, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. I am on the phone with the one, the only, the... How many times have you won Rapper of the Year so far? Out of uh, I won it the very first year they ever put it out in 2008, and then I won it last year. So twice. Very cool. Congratulations. Appreciate um, that, man. Thank you. So when you get a win like that, like, I mean, it's... It's a, it's a big state, so you gotta you gotta you gotta travel a lot of roads to to get to where you're going to get that kind of recognition. Um, how does that feel? I mean, you you it's stiff competition, and there's a lot of guys that are, are grinding real hard. Definitely, man, definitely. Um, I mean, it feel, first off, it feels great. You know, what I'm saying it, it always feels good to get a little uh, recognition for hard work. I mean, accolades accolades in this this arena of what we do don't I guess necessarily transpire into like money or anything like that they might transpire into a couple opportunities or whatever but it's like you know it just feels good to know that people are paying attention to what you're doing and when you have supporters that they're actually being responsive to when you're asking them to uh help you do these things because usually they're you know they're uh fan-based voting processes so when you can get your fans to actually take a couple minutes out of their day and get over there and push, you know, sometimes they got to subscribe to pages. Sometimes they just can go over there and, you know, write in what they want to write in or push buttons or whatnot. So it still takes time out of their day. And, you know, as we all know, time is the most precious commodity that anybody has. So it means a lot to to see that people will actually, excuse me, take that time and, you know, put the effort into, you know, recognizing what you do and acknowledging that, you know, that you put in a lot of work and, your craft is actually, I don't know, gaining some traction. It's cool. It's cool to see, and it's cool to know that people are behind you. 
people are failing and people are paying attention and, and people are engaging. It's, it's very yeah. cool. Okay. Um, so there is a lot to talk about going on in, in the state of Alaska. There's a lot going on in the state of hip hop. There's a lot going on. Uh, well, you're always involved in a, in a bunch of stuff. Um, can we just step right into it, man? The Freestyle Friday segment that you started doing on your YouTube channel. What motivated that? Um, basically, like we we're kind of going back to the last question, being interactive and, uh, you know, just, I don't know, kind of, I'm, I'm trying to broaden, trying to broaden my, uh, my fan base for one thing. I'm trying to engage a little bit more on my social media platforms than I ever have in the past because it's crucial in this day and age as an artist if you really want to gain traction and you want to like, I don't know, maybe make a little bit of money off of what you're doing. Yeah. You know, we said those, those awards are nice, but they're not putting a paycheck in my, in my mailbox every month. So I have to resort to getting the music heard by people. I have to resort to getting my music on playlists. I have to resort to having a YouTube presence and YouTube changes and all these places and platforms change all the time. And now YouTube is saying that if you don't have at least a thousand followers or subscribers on your YouTube page, or at least so many X amount of hours that are watched a month or whatever, you can't even be monetized and you can't make money off your page. So after learning that <laughs> bit of uh, information, I took it upon myself to kind of reevaluate where my YouTube page was at. And it really surprised me because like the last time I'd really looked at it, I had like a hundred and I don't know, 180 or something subscribers. It's just not a platform that I've ever really focused on because I didn't have a lot of music videos. So I didn't really use it as a social media platform. I only put it out there to put music videos or maybe like radio interviews or TV interviews that I did, stuff like that. Kind of reevaluated the situation over there, and I figured that I'm going to start getting it up to that 1,000-person subscriber or more, try to monetize my videos, and like I said, generate some sort of an income off of what we're doing because in the long run, that's what everybody is, I would say, striving to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but no, yeah. no, no. Go ahead. So basically, I just reevaluated what I was doing over there, and I and I kind of like cleaned up the page a little bit. I I did start doing a little bit of vlogging for the new video that we have coming out here pretty soon. Every day, it's basically a cannabis related song, and we have a video, and we went around the whole state of Alaska and shot some scenes for that, and so. I wanted to really promote it and promote it right. So we came out with like, you know, a little snippet intro video to kind of get people, you know, buzzing about it. And then I put, I'm putting out and releasing the actual song January 1st, but people can pre-order it December 1st. And that's going to be on all, all platforms, wherever you get your music worldwide. And so we're just trying to, we're just trying to really put our campaigns together now and kind of like focusing on, this next year building up the staff and getting more people involved. So the freestyle Friday thing coming back to that was just a new segment. It was kind of something I put out there for my listeners and followers over my social media platforms. I said, Hey man, what would you guys rather see? Would you guys rather have new music coming at you all the time? Or would you like, like to see me get in the studio or maybe be on location somewhere, you know, different, different places, different times, different things, but I'll just bust a little freestyle for you and upload it to my YouTube page. The, the response was more leaning towards the Freestyle Friday thing. So I was like, all right, cool. 
just so happened to do one that next that next weekend. So that was kind of like the birth of it. Had my daughter in here who was very cute and very not shy on camera. So it made a it made a cute little video. You know what I'm saying? And got a little little bit of people. Uh, the interest was there. The the you know the people are looking at it and they're like, oh okay cool. So now they're waiting for the next one. So is the studio broke? No, not at all. Not at all. All right, cool. Studio um, not broke. <laughs> all right, cool. Good, good, because I, I didn't know where that was coming. It was pretty cool. Um, so she's just, you know, you're just going to accept topics and you accept beats uh, to, to yeah. rhyme on? or Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, are there any beats uh, specifically that you're looking at, or is there, are there beats that you want to rhyme over? You're like, oh, you know what, I loved that when I was 17, or I loved that then, or, you know, this beat is just always something that I, I've wanted to rock over. Definitely, definitely. See, I'm gonna, I'm, there's, there's a lot of different ways I'm going to come at this uh, – this new feature just because you can do so much with it. You know what I mean? Um, it's not something I'm ever trying to get paid for. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be selling these songs. It's only going to be things that you can watch on my YouTube page for one. So you have to be a subscriber or you have to catch it on the YouTube page like that. But basically it, it gives me the opportunity to, yeah, kind of dig in the vaults, dig in the crates. And like back in the day I was, I was like anti mixtape way early on, like in the 2000s when mixtapes were big, DJ Drama and those guys were putting out mixtapes in New York. I, w- I was just weird about it because of the copyright stuff. So I never yeah. wanted to like rap over other people's beats or like make songs and put a bunch of energy into doing something over somebody else's work that I knew I could never use. You know what I mean? So, well, Drama got now, in trouble for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, right. they got they got they rated. Got rated like, took their shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, real life. You know what I mean? So I just I avoided all that, even though there was other people doing that. But now this this platform kind of gives me that opportunity to where I can go. Oh man, that old Dre beat, man, from the Chronic 2000 was super dope. I would love to rap over that. So I'm gonna throw, you know, just stuff like that. I, I'm also gonna be using original beats. I'm also gonna be improving, maybe not you know, acapella, maybe not even a beat sometimes. I mean, the locations are going to switch up and vary from, you know, from week to week. We're going to do different topics. I'm going to let my fans tune in and tell me what they would like me to rap about and, you know, different, lo- you know, just whatever off the top of their head. And then I'm going to, like, even evolve it further as the weeks go where I might even do, like, some live streaming and do it. Like, because I feel like my my skill level is that good enough where I'm not like I'm not like scared to go live and actually do a freestyle too I just got to get more comfortable behind the camera is kind of my thing so I'm going to like fill out the few weeks do some recorded ones but as time progresses we'll do some live streams and I'll actually let people start in the comment sections just top, putting topics in there and I'll put them in the wrap as I'm going live that's right yeah and then I'm also going to do things like walk around the studio or my house live and just pick stuff up or have somebody in here that's with me, like pick up items like Supernat kind of used to do at concerts and stuff. Supernat was so dope. Dude, I, I, I saw to... Supernat at, with the far side in yep. I think it was like 99 or 2000. Fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, he's the dude a, is oh my he's amazing. And I'm like, I, I used to do that stuff like at house parties. That was like the big gimmick of my of my freestyle in it like house parties would be all up there you know tipping up smoking drinking or whatever and then people out red bus around me bus around me you know i ain't got nothing to rap about and then my homie's like you can rap about anything who's who can rap about anything watch start to need to start picking stuff up beer cans and you know what i'm saying hennessy bottles and joints and 
coins off the table. It didn't matter. A shoe off the floor. You know what I mean? He touched me, whatever. And I'd just go off. And so, like, that was, like, something that I did. But I haven't really done that in a while now. So I'm like, like I said, I'm just kind of getting back into the groove of things, getting my fill on, and then uh, I'm just going to keep going with it, man, and just see where, see where it goes. Eventually, you know, we'll do different locations. I'll have different people involved that are <laughs> either at the studio or maybe I'll go on location to someone else's studio, do something like that. Who knows? Is it refreshing for you to, to kind of dig your fingers back in to where you came from as an artist and then kind of expose it to your fans? Most Definitely. Most definitely. Um, something that I've always, I've known for a long time, man, that, uh, you know, that the social media aspect of things as, a, as an artist is important, but now more so than ever. And I always felt like I kind of slacked in that aspect. All I ever did was give people music from time to time. And sometimes it would be, you know, there'd be four or five years in between me releasing an album, but I feel like it's important in this day and age to say to stay very present, very on time. It doesn't mean you have to release like a new song, you know, every other day or whatever, but just your presence on social media has to be there. You have to engage with the people these days to keep them interested. You have to, uh, you know, offer offer a little piece of you to them to kind of draw them in and be like, oh, this is oh, this is who this guy is, and that's kind of what I try to do, man. I'm just like. I'm just trying to be myself over the YouTube page. I smile a lot. I laugh because that's how I am in real life. I'm not some hard, sharpened thug fool or nothing like that. So I don't try to come across like that in my music. I don't try to come across like that in my in my Freestyle Friday. I just want to give people a part of me so that they can relate to what I'm doing and kind of gravitate towards what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? And I just yeah. think it's important. I just think it's important to give them, give them a little bit of yourself and stay engaging with them. So that was a way that I felt like I could give people something that they wanted to see because that's something when any any time I'd ever entertain and people would be around or were hanging out and you know, like I said, it usually end up with drinking and smoking, smoking and then freestyle start happening and people would enjoy that. They'd be like, "Damn man, you need to record. Why don't you got those on, man?" That's, that's been the biggest thing said in my studio since the beginning of me having a recording studio or us hanging out as, you know, just people hanging out or whatever. It was like, dude, you need a fucking mic hanging from your ceiling in a button that you can just push, like smash, and it starts recording. Because some of the dopest stuff that I've ever done through the history of me doing music was impromptu right then, right there, on the spot, off the top of my head, you know. And yeah. I can't ever go back and remember what the hell I said. I just do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's like, like remembering a dream. Like the the, best, yeah. the funniest shit is always uh, improv. It's always the shit that just randomly pops out. Because when you try and recreate that magic, it just sounds, it feels phony. Yeah, it's, and it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, to, it, absolutely. If you, go, if you go a minute long and you're over here like, yeah, okay, what did I say in that minute span? <laughs> oh, I remember a few words. I remember a few of the the key bars or whatever but yeah for the most part i'm not picking up on every single thing that i said yeah um so a couple of questions i wanted to ask you um i appreciate all of your time really um but i wanted to go the the original topic to for calling you is the top three alaskan rap albums of the year do you have uh do you have three that you really like of this year yeah 2019 we're wrapping up oh, the year. yeah 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 i mean I have, I have, yeah, three that I do really like. Um, 
I would have to say that the uh, the newest one from Duckman. I really like the Papa Quack. I mean, he came out with two this last year. The Slim Show, I think, came out this year, and and uh, the Papa Quack. So those are both really, really good projects. I like both of those. Uh, one of my more favorite projects that also came out this year was uh, Bishop Slice dropped the Concrete Sav just uh, about a month ago, I believe, or something. Super something like solid that, yeah. Project. Super solid project, man. I just like what the kids talked about. He's really starting to find himself in his artistry and, like, you know, what he's doing with his with his music, and it's just cool, man. It's cool to see him develop and grow. And then I really liked uh, – I liked uh, Tay's Not Rich, Not Broke, too. That was a pretty good one, too. He had a couple good songs on there that I was digging. I was a big fan of that uh, that record. That one got a lot of burn. The 2 a.m. in Anchorage was, was definitely a banger. Um, now, I've not had the opportunity to hear uh, Slice's record. It's not on iTunes. Um, but I'm, I think the he next has time. it on SoundCloud. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I believe I believe so. Most of the time when he does that, he'll, he'll like right. when they're just like like mixtapes or whatever like that, and they're not like a big I don't know a big release a bigger release. He puts them out on his like SoundCloud most of the time. All right, so I'm going to go as we are speaking right now, and I'm going to get that, and because why not? Go ahead and follow Bishop Slice right there. We are at a subscription for Bishop Slice, and yeah, so. There's a, whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Bishop's like, oh, Bishop uh, is very, very, very active. That cat puts out um, so much material, it's freaking crazy. Like, I think after he dropped that concrete salve, we were in my studio talking because I was the one that actually uh, did the duplication for him here at the studio. And okay. I was like, I was like, yo, man, you know, what you got coming up next? He was like, man, I got like six projects already done just waiting to be released. I'm like, six projects. He's like, yeah. Six full albums ready. I'm like, what the fuck, man? This just ready to go. It's just beautiful. ready in 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 just sitting there, dude, just waiting to go. I'm like, what the fuck? This kid is a beast, man. He just he's a relentless worker. You know what I'm saying? He's and I know I get it because he's at that age, man, where it's just like he's fucking hungry and he's like, yeah, man, yeah, I can, get, you know. And he's just filling it. He's filling his. He's filling himself. He's filling the music. He's and he's coming up with some really dope shit, man. So definitely follow my guy Bishop Slice. Make sure you guys follow my dude Duckman. Make sure you guys follow Tay Tarantino, all them dudes. Make sure you follow Alaska Red. Wow. <laughs> Duckman goes live all the time. So if you want to the, – the really cool thing about these these artists is that, like, all these guys, well, um, they go live, you know, and you can interact right. with Duckman. And Duckman's always playing new music. Yep, yep. So if you're like if you're fiending for like who the you know what what these artists are making if you like them on iTunes if you like them on Spotify follow them on Instagram because you're gonna hear new music months before it comes out just so you get a feel of what wave they're on now or what the next big thing or what the next hot shit's gonna be. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, speaking okay. of new music, speaking of new music, I don't know if you caught the uh, the little the little update on my page the other day. It was it was just like a snippet of the whole conversation. Then it was on my YouTube page. It's it's another segment like what I was talking about earlier, doing the new music Monday or the Freestyle Friday. People leaned and gravitated more towards the Freestyle Friday thing, but I still, I just man, I just want to be productive this year, and I'm really yeah. I'm really trying to be on on the grind and like I said, trying to get these platforms raised up and trying to just do what I'm supposed to be doing in this new day and age kind of the protocol of what they what they say we're supposed to be doing so i decided for a full year 
because I already got a bunch of work is myself. I got some stuff that's kind of in the, you know, they're in the folders just waiting to be released. So I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do a music Monday and a, uh, and a freestyle Friday. The new music oh, Monday. Sh- yeah. New music Monday is going to be a new release starting. Well, we first, the first of the year we have the new song every day coming out. Right. So that is the, that is the launch to pretty much, new music monday but it's not on a monday it's on the first so the very first monday of january is going to be the sixth and from the sixth all the way up until the very next year we're going to release a brand new track that you can grab down download stream you know whatever buy whatever for a full year 52 tracks every single week man that's awesome congratulations on the productivity congratulations on having that kind of catalog and that's the the thing that I think uh, artists need to learn and, and realize it quickly is that they you put in the work and, and you have the collection of stuff to show. Yes. I don't have the full collection at this point. No, <laughs> you're, by, no it's going to be a good year. I have, I have probably about five or six songs ready to go. That means I'm going to be creating every single week. You know what I mean? Like what it's doing is it's going to push my threshold to be – productive and be creative you know what i mean that's that's what this is all about it's like the freestyle friday puts me in a creative zone the the new music monday puts me in a creative zone too because not only am i having to come up with uh products and you know having having content having some having some songs but i'm also doing like all the graphic work for the covers i'm doing all the releasing and promoting i'm doing everything for them and then a bunch of these releases are also going to have videos with them i'm more i'm trying to i'm trying to get as visual as i can this year i i have about five or six of them that we're going to work on already two of them are already pro- in the process of being filmed and everything so we got about four more to start working on and i'm just going to try to flood it this year man it's fucking awesome man it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing man it, it's uh Malcolm Gladwell talks about the the 10,000 hours like it takes 10,000 hours of really hard work to to become like an artist and and you've been you've already put in that 10,000 hours it's just like it from a fan's perspective you can just kind of watch and see what happens next right for sure man I, yeah i just i'm just trying to stay working man keep it keep it productive and just you know keep it fun and interesting for everybody definitely I, and i appreciate the shit out of that um Okay, so so that being said, the last question I've got: top three rap albums this year, so far. I mean, we've we've got on Friday we have this. Uh, I guess of what would Conway do? The new um, the Griselda debut on Shady Records coming out on Friday. That has. I mean, homeboy. I think his homeboy Westside Gun got one of the best albums of the year for sure. That was dope. That was a dope one. Uh, or no, it was Kanye's, wasn't it? Was it Kanye's? Or Conway came out with one. Well, they they've all released records this year, so it's it's weird. Like Benny's dropped records. Yeah, um, Benny's dropped a couple. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's weird because just like two two or three weeks ago, um, Conway or not Conway Westside dropped uh, uh, Hitler Wears Hermes Seven. Um, right before that, Benny dropped um, a record with Smoke Dizza called Statute of Limitations that was really good, produced by Pete Rock. Um, you know, they, those, those dudes have, have been my top three favorite, like just watching them as a crew because like week from week. Oh, it's it, crazy. Yeah, it's dope. Their movement's fucking strong. <laughs> I, like, 
I like picking my favorite Griselda rapper every week because it depends on who just dropped the record. Um, like they just dropped the record with a uh, 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 Big Ghost Limited, um, where he does all the production. It's crazy stuff. Um, and a guy by the name of Nems is another dude this year that, that I've been really digging. But but your your top three. This is you. Um, I mean I mean those guys those guys have definitely been on my radar all year. Pretty heavy. Uh, another dope album was that new one that. Uh... That new Gangstar one that just came I out. I cried on the treadmill. Heavy. That one was pretty fucking heavy, bro. <laughs> I, I cried, man. I, cr- I was I was on the treadmill walking and crying. Yeah, it's such a, just such a good record, through yeah, and through. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the premiere, man. I mean, you can't go wrong with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been a great year for hip-hop. It's just been a very active, good year for, for new, good hip-hop music. Definitely, man. I mean, shout out even to a lot of the younger dudes coming out, man. They've been they've been stepping up the game, doing a lot of great stuff too. I've been discovering a a lot of good younger cats this year. I'm I'm big on to watching like No Jumper, and I watch Sway Four Five, and I also watch Vlad TV and shit like that. Just to kind of try to stay interactive and like kind of stay up on what the hell's going on because I'm kind of in a bubble. You know what I'm saying? I I just. Yeah. I try to stay on what I'm doing because when I start going outside of my bubble, I start catching, like, weird influence from other things, just being an artist. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yes. I try to stay focused on what the fuck I'm trying to do because I'm too scatterbrained, you know what I mean? But yes. uh, I, I've recently discovered um, a young dude out of New York named Marlon Kraft. And he's Marlon Kraft is super dope. Super fucking dope, man. I like him. I, I grabbed his album, and, and I really like that uh, – Whole lot of gang shit. America, whole lot of gang shit. That fucking Dope record. Video. Is, yeah, video is super sick. The fucking just the song itself is super saucy. Funhouse Mirror is a great record. Yeah, really, good really, record, man. Really good record. Really good record. It's very musical. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. You can tell the kid has a musical background because it's like his sound is very, very open and very musical and very musically driven. A lot of jazz, jazz, jazz to it and stuff like that. And then uh, another younger guy that I like. It's funny because I don't know if you're familiar with the YBN crew, YBN Corday, YBN. Uh, YBN Corday is this shit. There you go. Like the rest of them, I don't really fuck with the rest of them because they're on some like they're on that. I don't know that new age. They're kind of you can just tell that they're young and they're kind of like it's know, not made for me. Yeah, it's, it's not made like, to impress me. There you um, go. But if you Corday? like them, check out Vill- Villain Park. Okay, Villain Park. So Corday, though, Corday is fucking saucy. I think that kid, he has, like, an old soul, and he kind of had, like, that Lost Boy uh, that Lost Boy album is really good. I really like that shit. There's, there's, this has been a good year for new artists, for veteran artists. But when people talk about, sh- and they shit on hip-hop, I'm like, you're not listening to what's coming out. Like, you're you're... You're listening to garbage because you're get you're you're being you're allowing yourself to be programmed by garbage. <laughs> yeah, you're you're watching World Star, um, yep. you know. And there's there's a lot of good and not to knock World Star. There's a lot of interesting and, and cool shit that makes its debut there. But a lot of those guys are pay for play motherfuckers, man. Um, oh, so, like in, the absolute reality is like if you love hip hop, you have to pay attention to what's what's coming, what's new. Um, and and you gotta you gotta pay attention to what's on the the cusp of like what's right on the outside because the shit that it's weird to see guys who were very underground fifteen twenty years ago now they're like on the cusp of mainstream it's weird right. to see like you can see Ari the Rugged Man 
on Fox News. Right. Um, oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's and and uh, fucking twenty years ago, uh, he was he was on the wildest shit. He was still on the wildest shit. Bless his heart. Um, but like the, the underground eventually does become the mainstream if the underground doesn't, you know, if, if the underground does what it's supposed to do, eventually everyone catches on. Right. And I mean, it's just like, for me, even like back in the day, man, if you wanted to find dope ass music, you had to go digging, you know what I'm saying? I'd go to the record store and I know it's a different, pla- it's different platforms now per se, but it's the same shit. It's like, I would go to the record store and, you know, a lot of the times I'd base it on the cover art or whatever. Who are these guys or where they're from or what, you know what I'm saying? What are they talking about? What are the titles of the tracks on the thing or whatever? But I dig and I would get so much different shit. Like every single week when new music came out, just cause I was a, you know, I was a real hip hop head back in the day. Like I had to know what the fuck was coming out, who was dropping shit. I'm listening to it. I'm checking it out. Like that's how I was when I was younger. And I, I imagine that's how the kids are these days too, but it's like to find that good hip hop and to find some stuff that you may not have heard of before that may be underground that people are sleeping on. That's really like good stuff. Like, you never heard of Benny the Butcher and those guys five years ago? Some no. People did. Some people did. Some, Some people, people did. Some people, like, if you were in that area, like, up east and, like, you know, over in the east coast and you were in that little area, you may have heard of them. If you were a super, super hip-hop head, you may have heard of some of their early release shit. Like, one of my homeboys is a DJ in Seattle. He's a super hip-hop head, always has all the vinyl. He showed he showed me a record that Benny the Butcher put out like five years ago. I was like, oh shit, he got some so, shit from back in the day, some shit so that was like yeah. old. So I mean, that kind you. of stuff you got to dig for it. So I, I hit up other people like KOS down in Albuquerque. I'll hit him up randomly, and and like that's how I discovered like two or three years ago. Um, it was it was I think it was Westside uh, and Mill Beats their record. And that was how I discovered it. Like, iTunes fucking did it for me. This year, like, Daniel Sun has been my big discovery. Okay. Uh, Daniel Sun's a guy out of Toronto. Uh, he's done two or three records with a producer by the name of Future Wave in the last year and a half. This this dude is, has been on my radar just because it's it's a very European style of rapping on, <laughs> like, on, like, Alchemist in the Future Beats. Right, right. Like, like Derringer is is nasty. Like Derringer, the guy that does the, uh, most of the beats for the Griselda Cat, for for Benny, for Westside, for Machine. Um, uh, Future Wave is is that dude for Danielson, and they just have this weird sort of trippy flow that goes together. Like you'll hear things, and, and if you make beats, so you'll hear beats in Future Wave beats. You're like, oh shit, I know how he did that, but I would have never thought to do that. Right, right. I um, get it. That was that's just a weird chop, and damn, that sounds good. Um, it's just everything sounds a little bit different, which is important to me uh, because a lot of a lot of the new shit to me it sounds like it's trying to recycle old shit. And there's been a really, really cool like fresh vintage uh, thing that I, I think has happened, you know, this year with guys like Thirty Eight Special putting out the '94 record or. Uh, Nems and his producer Jazz Soon sampling a lot of old um, old hip hop records and, and rechopping the beats and, and making it fresh again. There's been a really cool game in, in 2019 of who rocked it better when it comes to samples. Right. And 
Um, Speaking of new shit, though, like on on like the new wave stuff, like one of the best albums of the year too, or best, I think one of the best artists to come out and like do some shit too is the baby. I really like that dude, the baby from Charlotte. He's fucking. I just like his. I like it. The he's a different style. You know what I mean? Then it's new, but it's different. It's a different type of new. He has that producer that he rocks with mainly, and they kind of got that. They're like, you know, got to put some bop in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's fun, man. I'm like, he makes fun music. It has a good little vibe to it. I just he's very creative in his videos and stuff too. So I, I've been rocking with that dude too. I really like him. I enjoy his music. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time, Red. Where can people find you? And you guys can find me everywhere. First of all, check out the YouTube page, backslash Alaska Red 907. And then I'm on all the other platforms at Alaska Red. So follow me, subscribe, like the pages, check out the music. If you're digging it, talk to me. I talk back. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, man. And, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, no worries, bro. And just, uh, yeah, keep making new shit. We'll keep and, on uh, keeping it playing. All right, brother. Peace. I know. Peace. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, as per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning, A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B, marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C, there are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D, for use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E, marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, license 3A10056.